Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everyone. Today is May 22nd. And because I wasn't really thinking yesterday, we're actually going to be reading Proverbs 21 today instead of Proverbs 22, because we did that yesterday. So here is Proverbs 21, first in the ESV and then in the message version. It says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it wherever he will. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked, are sin. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a snare of death. The violence of the wicked will sweep them away because they refuse to do what is just. The way of the guilty is crooked but the conduct of the pure is upright. It is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no mercy in his eyes. When a scoffer is punished, the simple become wise. When a wise man is instructed, he gains knowledge. The righteous one observes the house of the wicked. He throws the wicked down to ruin. Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. A gift in secret averts anger and a concealed bribe strong wrath. When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous but terror to evildoers. One who wanders from the way of good sense will rest in the assembly of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked is a ransom for the righteous and the traitor for the upright. It is better to live in a desert land than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the stronghold in which they trust. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Scoffer is the name of the arrogant, haughty man who acts with arrogant pride. The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. All day long he craves and craves, but the righteous gives and does not hold back. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, and how much more when he brings it with evil intent. A false witness will perish, but the word of a man who hears will endure. A wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his ways. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. And then in the message version, Proverbs 21 says, Good leadership is a channel of water controlled by God, and he directs it to whatever ends he chooses. We justify our actions by appearances. God examines our motives. Clean living before God and justice with our neighbors mean far more to God than religious performance. Arrogance and pride, distinguishing marks in the wicked, are just plain sin. 
Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Make it to the top by lying and cheating. Get paid with smoke and a promotion to death. The wicked get buried alive by their loot because they refuse to use it to help others. Mixed motives twist life into tangles. Pure motives take you straight down the road. Better to live alone in a tumble-down shack than share a mansion with a nagging spouse. Wicked souls love to make trouble. They feel nothing for friends and neighbors. Simpletons only learn the hard way, but the wise learn by listening. A God-loyal person will see right through the wicked and undo the evil they've planned. If you stop your ears to the cries of the poor, your cries will go unheard, unanswered. A quietly given gift soothes an irritable person. A heartfelt present cools a hot temper. Good people celebrate when justice triumphs, but for the workers of evil, it's a bad day. Whoever wanders off the straight and narrow ends up in a congregation of ghosts. You're addicted to thrills? What an empty life. The pursuit of pleasure is never satisfied. What a bad person plots against the good boomerangs. The plotter gets it in the end. Better to live in a tent in the wild than with a cross and petulant spouse. Valuables are safe in a wise person's home. Fools put it all out for yard sales. Whoever goes hunting for what is right and kind finds life itself, glorious life. One sage entered a whole city of armed soldiers. Their trusted defenses fell to pieces. Watch your words and hold your tongue. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. You know their names, brash, impudent, blasphemer, intemperate hotheads, every one. Lazy people finally die of hunger because they won't get up and go to work. Sinners are always wanting what they don't have. The God-loyal are always giving what they do have. Religious performance by the wicked stinks. It's even worse when they use it to get ahead. A lying witness is unconvincing. A person who speaks truth is respected. Unscrupulous people fake it a lot. Honest people are sure of their steps. Nothing clever, nothing conceived, nothing contrived can get the better of God. Do your best, prepare for the worst, then trust God to bring the victory. So as I read Proverbs 21, that second verse stuck out to me. It says that every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord examines the heart. And since the advent of social media, we have been given each other's lenses. What people post and write about often reveals what they care about, how they view life, and what's important to them in the news or in the daily bustle or just even in friendship. And it's fascinating how many different ways there are to view a single matter. We only see what we see. We aren't infinite and we don't have eyes on the back of our head. Most often, I am surprised to find how limited my vision leaves me. I am contained by myself, my perspective, my experience, and my mind. I sometimes don't even know how to quantify where I'm at in life. What is my heart doing? What are my feelings revealing about my beliefs? And how do other people see me? And worse, what do they see that I can't? The annoying habit of routinely acting like the world sees like me, thinks like me, revolves around me, is plaguing. You spend five minutes around toddlers and you find that this tendency in human nature to be dominated by self is truly innate. But there is a better way. There is a bigger eye seeing it all. There is one wise, one right, one true, one who isn't orphaned in his spirit, one who can command the entire universe and he can help us be delivered from our tiny worldview. He has done it all throughout history. 
lifted the navel-gazing downtrodden ones and helped them see a greater view. And as he weighs our hearts, he can also mend them and enlarge them and soften them. He deals tenderly with us, knowing our frame, like Psalm 103 says, what a kind shepherd and overseer, what a friend we have in Jesus. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As I was listening to this and uh, just rehearsing this proverb in my own heart, I was reminded the kids and I have been listening to um, Chronicles of Narnia in like a a theater version. It's a series of books, if you haven't heard of it, by C.S. Lewis. And they're kind of like um, allegories for the Christian walk a little bit. Um, And in one of the parts, it's talking about the figure that would be like the Christ figure, Aslan, the lion, and this little girl's walking next to him. And she's come back to this land and she sees him and she says, man, Aslan, you're, you're bigger than you were last time I was here. And Aslan actually says to her, he says, every year you grow older, I'll become bigger in your eyes. And I think um, when I heard that, you know, the kids just moved on. We moved on to the next scene, but in my heart, it stopped me. And I just thought about how as the older I get, the more I understand how much I don't understand. And that can sometimes make me feel dumber, but it also makes God so much bigger. And I think as we're exposed to more and more things through news and through media and through suffering throughout the world, it can sometimes crush our hearts until we remember that the older we get, there's an invitation to view God as bigger. And even this proverb, that second verse, there are so many wonderful verses in it, but thinking about how every way that I live, I think is right. That's why I'm living that way. But the Lord is the one who weighs the heart. And so when he exposes things, it's not to shame us. It's not to bring us condemnation, but it is to set us free and to call us higher. And usually after he does that for me, when he convicts me of something and I'm like, man, I was seeing so through Karis's lens and not through God's lens. When he invites me to see like he sees, it is so that he can show his kindness to me and show himself greater so that I can be like, whoa, God, you're even better than I imagined. You're even bigger than I thought. And there's an invitation for us as we grow up, like we talked about a few days ago, to really grow down, to grow in humility, to grow in the ability to say, I don't know, but God knows. And it's such a delight to walk with him and to realize his magnitude. It's not really that he's getting bigger. It's just that we get to realize it more and more the older we get. So I hope that thought encourages you today. We'll be back here tomorrow with Proverbs 23. Have a wonderful day.